Hey, everybody, and welcome to the Breaking the Barrier podcast. I'm Andrew. I'm Zach. We're here to talk to you finally about something other than Star Wars, although we did literally just come off recording that episode, so do check it out. But we figured it's time to give you a bit of an update about what's been going on in the world, both for us, both for COVID, and both for running, which is kind of the reason we started this podcast, or you started this podcast, 96 episodes ago, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. So I guess I guess it's probably a good idea that we start talking about that every now and then. Um, rather than just Star Wars, although I gotta say I'm having fun talking about Star Wars, and we have gone off on a bit of a Star Wars cosplay divergence, and, and I'm loving it, but I'm not sure it's what people who signed up for uh, breaking the barrier originally are after. Andrew is now, if you can't see it, waving a red uh, cylinder at me, which is I was trying to make it sound dirty, but it's actually just a lightsaber blade that he picked up, and I'm very jealous by. Yeah, that's a, that's a weird thing to say. <laughs> So, apart from spending your money on toys, Andrew, what have you been up to? Oh, you know, same old, same old. So, okay, so I guess um, in terms of fitness, um, you know, I'm still on that same path. Uh, we've changed up my fitness routine a little bit this week and last week. And the week, well, okay, so two weeks ago we changed it up to really high intensity, fast, explosive workouts. Uh, same kind of body split, you know, one body part per day sort of thing. Uh, but it was like like really um, shortened rest periods and really fast reps, still squeezing everything. But my let's say my workout that was normally forty five minutes was taking me about twenty five minutes. Wow! So really fast, tough, reduced I'm, rest as well. Yeah, yeah. So we really switched it up just to keep the body guessing. This week we've switched it up again. We're we're doing a circuit style. So one day I'm doing all upper body. Um, next day all lower body and that's that those are heavy days then Wednesday I'll have a break Thursday and Friday I'll do the same thing but then it'll be light explosive again Saturday rest um, so we're just kind of keeping along that journey and you know it's I, I'm, I'm still doing the same kind of running twice a day anywhere from 15 to 20 minutes a pop although I went for a half hour just before just to you know because I could um, but yeah, I, uh, I've i been adding a little bit more running outside lately. Well, uh, the weather's because, getting better and everything, so yeah, you can do it. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, I want to, you know, when, when you run on a treadmill for too long, folks playing along at home, um, it's not the best thing for you because when you run outside, there's a constant change in terrain. And that's good. Whereas when you're running on the treadmill, the same way the same muscles are being impacted all the time that's a breeding ground for injury so it's good to switch things up when you can uh, and it's just a great time you know for nothing else my garmin uh, is able to actually track a little bit better my vo2 max and everything because for whatever reason it doesn't do that on the treadmill i don't know why yeah um so we're doing that in terms of are you, you know, finding the, that the um that have you noticed any sort of changes in your physique and they're affecting sort of the roles you're going for now or the way that you're being sort of um, auditioning or the way you're presenting yourself for, for certain well, gigs? Certainly, I'm, I'm much happier with um, how I look on camera. Uh, like actually, and I, I don't know what it is. Maybe it's just that I'm putting that energy out there, but I've been getting a lot of good things happening. Maybe it's also a coincidence because things are opening up, of course. But in the past two weeks, I've had um, uh, two filming gigs like... Uh, Saturday, I was filming up in the Dandenongs uh, for a short scene. Um, Monday and Tuesday, I did a short film, and I, it was it was great. It was, and I was really happy with how I was looking on camera, and 
Um, matter of fact, my agent sent me a brief uh, a couple weeks ago and she said, this is what they want. They're looking for a hulking sort of t uh, strong, tough guy. And I was like, all right, well, it's not, I'm not really there, Yeah. but you know, they, they've obviously seen some of my workout pictures and they're like, you know, we're going to start submitting you for this stuff because we know what you're doing. And well, that sounds creepy. We know what you're doing. Um, <laughs> You know, we know that we you have the power if you want to grow to grow, and so they they submitted uh, one of the workout pictures that I had done where it actually does make me look pretty jacked, and I was like, oh, that's cool. I'm being submitted for something new now. Uh, spoiler alert: they submitted me for putting this out there in the universe. Maybe I'll get an audition, uh, but they submitted me for the Green Lantern series. Uh, really? Yeah, Max. So that's kind of cool. That is very cool. And you don't have to, I mean, I mean, some of the Green Lantern characters are super jacked, like Kilowog's a massive alien yeah, and right. stuff like that, but a lot of them are very lean as well and more yeah, like sort of yeah. pilot athletes. So, yeah, because I don't think you want to get like wrestler jacked no. like some of those guys. Like, you know, I assume no, there's a little bit more than like, eight meals a day going into those boys. Yeah, like I'm, I'm kind of like my, my goal over the next six or seven months is to get to my heights version of henry cavill superman right um right so and for me that looks like about 82 to 83 kilograms so i'm 76 now um and so that's where we're headed but yeah i mean I, i'm just like loving it like the, this this film that i did in the past couple days was really great it was just it's a it's like about an eight or nine minute film and it's just me um and i'm talking to this guy on the walkie-talkie i play a, a hostage who's been kidnapped and uh, it's kind of like a saw situation where oh. I have a I have a bomb under my seat. The person that I'm talking to also has a bomb. I have the instructions to defuse his bomb. He has the instructions to defuse mine. But then halfway through, they two characters find out that they have actually uh, uh, something in common, and it's like it's it changes up things really in a cool way. Oh. Um, is and that was what was under like, your seat in that photo you sent us? It was a bomb. It was a bomb. I just yeah. saw the pile, the stream of urine. No, it was water. That oh, was it was water. water. Okay, I completely missed the point on that. I thought oh, yeah, you were in yeah. some situation where you'd reacted well, you badly. Know, I actually took some pictures of not only that prop, but the prop bomb that was in the briefcase. Um, and I've been wanting to like post them, but I'm like, I better not. <laughs> because it looks so real. Like if yeah. I post it. I'm going to get those calls again. Yeah. Um, um, what, what are they talking to you about this time? Well, Andrew, well, I've made them see story. that those two nice men from the Secret Service are back again. Funny story. <laughs> um, so, that yeah, that's the fitness and, and uh, film aspect. So that's all going gung-ho. I've got some more auditions coming up uh, this week for my agent. Like, I've gotten four briefs uh, from my agent in the past week, which is crazy. Um, in terms of... Mental health and everything, uh, you know, I'm pushing hard with Melbourne Superman doing, so those of you who don't follow Melbourne Superman, follow it and you can find every week I do like a Superman challenge and I'll talk about mental health, um, you know, and, and what that looks like, uh, what, 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 what you can do to challenge yourself. For example, today's challenge was put something that you want out there into the universe and just put it out there and, um, you know, gravitate it so badly that the universe has no choice but to give it to you. It's like, just, you know, have the thoughts, have the gratitude as if it's already happened. Um, you know, sometimes I'll just do a challenge where I want people to do something positive for somebody else. Um, I've submitted myself to the Megacon um, 
Orlando, which is a big, you know, Comic-Con type thing as a virtual panelist to talk about mental health and cosplay. Oh, interesting. Um, yeah. So who knows? Who knows if that'll go ahead? But, you know, I've submitted myself. Uh, um, that's um, I'm learning how to sew. All right. So in inspired have... by Snarky Jay, who can't sew, you've gone, right, I'm going to have at least one opportunity to one up on her and do it well, myself. Fine. Yeah. Well, I'm going to, I'm, I'm starting to learn how to build, uh, well, we'll start learning how to do foam smithing as well. Cause I want to start building my own stuff. But funnily enough, I was inspired by uh, EPC cosplay, Aaron Carter. Um, she's kind of, she's helped me work on, uh, my Superman suits, uh, like I, my newest suit. She basically altered for me because it needed to be altered. Um, she's also been working on impulse and She's been great at teaching me things as she goes because I'm just I'm curious. I want to yeah. know. So I, I bought like a beginner sewing machine, and um, I'm gonna try to make pajamas or something. Just do you want some learn. practice? I've got some badges and stuff that I need to sew on a blanket that you can just you know practice with. I'm happy to do that for you. That's my offer. Yeah, man. I'm in. Yeah, I'm in. Let's do it. Speed work. <laughs> nice. <laughs> that's really really cool. I think. Uh, that's that would be good. I mean, I imagine it would also keep the cost down a little bit if you could modify your own stuff and not have to rely on someone else. That's it. Like, I want to get to a point where I can get like there's this company called Parallel Life uh, Studios. That's that's who's making one of my costumes in, at the moment. I've got three costumes on the way, by the way. Um, and they, they they sell the fabric that you can just buy the fabric. So I'd love to do that one day and just start making my own stuff. Uh, the fabric's still expensive, but you're not paying. You know, you're you're paying say a few hundred dollars for the fabric as opposed to you know a, a few thousand dollars yeah. for somebody to be making this thing for you cool um, so for me it's all about learn you know it for for me covid you know as as we're now kind of coming out of it um hopefully you know with you know everything that's coming up for me i think if i'm reflecting back which i think we should do an episode once we're you know, just we should go back and listen to all our little COVID corners and listen to what idiots yeah. we were back in March with what we didn't know and how we were theorizing right. versus where we are now. Exactly. And because, you know, I, I think if I was to reflect back, I'd say this has been a really big learning thing for me. Like I've just tried to learn a lot. For me, the three main things was networking, cosplay and creativity, just different ways that I could be creative. Mm. Um, and it's just great. So, yeah, I think. Definitely, we should do an episode like that. Maybe, yeah. maybe that's what you know. Because I'm, I'm, I'm gonna start splicing together best of moments for episode 100, which is coming soon. Yes. Um, and maybe, maybe that's what that episode turns into as well. Maybe it's a two-parter. I don't know. Yeah, fingers crossed. Yeah. There you go. So that's uh, that's my story. That's that's what I'm doing. How are you doing? What's going on with you? You've just come off of a big weekend. I'm you? just running. Yeah. Yeah. I've just yeah. For, for someone who thought that I'd only do. 3,000 odd Ks this year. I'm on track to get 4,040 for the year, which is, you know, it's, it's 2020. So let's do two kilometers for every one of those. That's 40, 40 kilometers. So I'm, I'm on track to, to get that by the end of the year pretty easily. Um, a, a big part of that has been this MW Ultra, um, which is simulating a run from Sydney to Melbourne. So 1,007 yeah. kilometers. So I've only got 35 Ks to go on that. Um, and wow. that's thanks to, you know, a big weekend, as you said, we, a bunch of us got together, about nine or so of us got together at one point to run the backyard ultra style at Daryl's place. And, you know, every hour on the hour, get out there and do seven kilometers and just some amazing efforts like Omar and Simon, who haven't 
ran that much over the last three to six months in terms of long distances. They've been doing 10, 15 Ks. The both of them just ran a marathon. They just did a wow. marathon. They, they went, they got out for six hours in a row and ran seven kilometers every hour. And they, they ran a marathon. They knocked a marathon distance out. Um, Chris wow. Barrett, who had, you know, been sort of struggling through lockdown to get some routine and get some rhythm and, you know, look after, just banged out, you know, 21. I mean, it was just absolutely astonishing how that backyard ultra format helped people sort of, you know, push themselves above and beyond what they ever thought possible. It's a good, there you go. We should use that as a podcast. We should a good use idea. that yeah. tagline. Um, so I was, wish I could have been there. I, I was I was filming up. That was the day that I was up at the Dandenongs filming. I think um, you'd be amazed at how far you could go. Like Omar and Simon were really disappointed they didn't get 50. Um, well, I, like, like that day that I did that 30K, like I was so, so like, yeah, my knee kind of, Gave me grief, but that was because I did it nonstop. It would be really interesting to see what happens. I'd be, I'd be interested. If, I, I found um, fueling was interesting. I probably didn't fuel as much from the start as I should have. So I, uh, you know, around about the forty-five k mark, I started to feel a little bit lightheaded, um, but pulled up fine the next day. Yeah. So it was, it was, it was great. It was great to get out with a whole bunch of people. Um, you know, Mark was there, Jess was there. You know, it was, how, how far did you end up running? I ended up doing fifty. So, because okay. that, that coincided with another virtual I was doing, which was the Marysville um, Marathon put on by Trails Plus. And Trails Plus basically put it on just to do fundraising. They were like, nice. we, we normally do this as an event. We normally do it for fundraising. If you enter this event, the money's going for the fundraising. We're not giving you a medal or any of that sort of stuff um, or T-shirts. Or We're just pay some money, go do a run. The money goes towards the fundraising. And, and that's the way that we can keep helping the Marysville people. Um, and so that was great. So I did my 50K ultra for Marysville and did a backyard ultra with Daryl, which he ended up winning. He ended up doing um, eight laps and I only did seven laps. Um, so he won the inaugural backyard ultra that was held at his house. I think that's only fair. That's um, fair. Yeah. Um, and it was good. It was, it was, it was fun. I mean, Daryl and I have been getting out in terms of my training. Um, I'm probably, you know, pretty regularly doing 100K weeks now. Um, awesome. But started introducing a quality hill run in the middle uh, of the week. So Wednesday or Thursday, I get out to the Yu Yangs, get finally get back to the Yu Yangs now that COVID has relaxed, uh, and go do like a 14k run on the trail with you know a couple of hundred meters of elevation in it, um, and just gradually getting better and better. Like we started doing it a couple of weeks ago, and we really really struggled, and we went around this morning and knocked five percent off our time. Um, which we're, we're feeling pretty happy with. So, it, again, there's nothing to, quote, unquote, train for at the moment. There's no big event around the corner. But I feel like I'm really ready where if the time came and I sort of had to go, okay, well, there's a marathon in two months, I feel like eight weeks would be about what I'd need right now to get ready to, to, run, a, to run a marathon comfortably. I'm not sure it would be fast, but I think I could, like, I'm not sure I could race it, but I think I could run it comfortably. You think you'd need that long? You just ran a 50K. Yeah, but 50K doing the backyard ultra format is very different to a nonstop 50K. Yeah. I'd say a 50, I, I've probably felt as tired doing 30Ks nonstop the week before when Daryl and I went to the city and we did the, the city trail circle, the one that goes all the way around Melbourne. Uh, yeah. And, and you're, you know, you're always five kilometres from Melbourne. It's a terrible run because you keep running along and every couple of kilometres there's a sign that says Melbourne five kilometres that way. And you look at your well, watch. I'm not getting anywhere. You look at your watch, like, I've still got 12Ks to go. How is this happening? Um, yeah. And so we literally ran past the same sign like three times, which was CBD, 2Ks that way towards the end. It was just like Groundhog Day. And I probably felt as tired 
after doing the 50K nonstop as I did doing that 30K in one continuous loop. So I'm not quite there for marathon distance. I'd need to get a couple of slightly longer runs in, but you know, I wouldn't need the 16 week lead up that I'd normally recommend for someone going from you know half marathon to their first full marathon. Um, sure. Yeah, but I, at the same time, there's a difference between being able to do a marathon comfortably and being able to race a marathon. Like if yeah. I wanted to try and run the marathon and go sub 3.30 again, I, I definitely wouldn't try and do that in just eight weeks' time. Fair enough. What do you think you would need, 12, 15? Yeah, I think probably to, to race one, I'd probably want 12 to 16, I think, um, yeah. to get there, to do it properly, you know, because I, I wouldn't want to race one and come in 10 minutes short. Like if I'm, if I'm going to race one as hard as I can right now and I'm 10 minutes off my PB, yeah. What's the point? I might as well concentrate on just getting through it comfortably. Yeah. I thought you were going to say come in 10th place. I was like, well, that's. <laughs> that's a bit of egotistical. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's bold. I'll, I'll let you in on a secret, Andrew. I talk about running better than I actually run. So, yeah, fair enough. Yeah. We all. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, but right now we're just kind of waiting to see. I, I think Trails Plus, I shout them out a lot. I think they will be the next um, sort of events that will really get up. I think possibly. Yeah. The MVP Ultra, so that nonstop that I did the 100Ks in this year, that could actually be the next event um, that's back on the cards. Um, okay. Yeah, because, I mean, and maybe we segue into that now. I mean, we have yeah. turned the corner on COVID in Victoria. We've had Absolutely. 33 days of no cases. Uh, you know, effectively, according to the science, we've, we've effectively eliminated it from the state. And now people's... Um, are starting to turn their mind to, well, what is my, what is the risk appetite of the government, of society to start opening stuff up? Do we want 10,000 people at a race again? Do we want 25,000 people watching a football game? I mean, I don't know personally what I want yet. I'm still figuring that out. What about you? I, I think I think we don't want that until this, va- Jesus, until this vaccine is, is I forgot there's a light there. Uh, until this vaccine is, is ready. I, 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 I don't think, like, I don't know. I mean, like, the fact that it's, it is obviously just Victoria. It is still around in uh, other parts of Australia. Um, uh, obviously the world. I don't know, man. Like, I'm not, I don't know that I'll be first in line for for a, a crowded event until this vaccine has been proven and uh, proven effective with little to no side effects. Yeah. Uh, as much as I want to get back to, you know, like Queensland just had a, the Gold Coast just did the Spartan race this past weekend. I'm so jealous. And as much as I want to do that, I, I'm i going to be very interested to see if Gold Coast has any kind of outbreak in the next couple of days. I mean, COVID uh, has not eliminated Australia. We had a South yeah. Australia, the state of South Australia thought they were two weeks away from opening everything up. And then all of a sudden they had a cluster of 30 odd people suddenly explode and a couple of lies told about where that cluster had originated from that caused the entire state to go into a lockdown that was way more severe than what Victoria went through. And Victoria went through one of the toughest, longest, you know, seven-week lockdowns in the world. And um, South Australia put themselves, they were going into a six-day lockdown where you were not going to be able to leave the house except Mm -hmm. for once a day for essential services only. That was it. No exercise outside, nothing. And it was all because a person lied about where they came into contact with another person who had the COVID. They thought it was a pop into a pizza store, get a pizza and leave and somehow contract it. Instead, it was, no, they actually worked side by side by the person for several hours. Um, yeah. But that, and, and the government, the South Australian government, 
then turned around and said, we made a decision about a lockdown based on incorrect information. We're going to back off from that. We're going to cancel the lockdown early, which, which I think was really, really good. But yeah. it's still there. Like South Australia still has cases. South, New South okay. Wales still has cases. Yeah. Um, you know, in America, they're, you know, they're just in a mess right now. They're predicting like 2,200 deaths a day. That's insane. Um, but, you know, there is a light at the end of the tunnel. They, you know, I think, it, I can't, it's either Pfizer or Moderna have applied officially to the FDA now. I saw that. Vac- yeah. Um, and, you know, as of December 10th, if all goes well, they're going to start vaccinating uh, frontline workers, old people and everything. Um, and if they say, they imagine that if they can get 60 to 70% of Americans vaccinated by May, June, they'll have some real normalcy. Um, well, by that stage at the rate they're going, the other 30% will have copped it already. That's a good point. <laughs> yeah. So I think um, they're going to be vaccinating who's left that hasn't had it by the time that rolls around. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, you know, we're, we're getting there. Um, I, again, I'm... And I don't know if it's irresponsible for me to say this in a public forum, but I will not be the first in line to get a vaccine. Um, I'm not anti-vax or anything, but I, it's just one of those things where I'm just going to like let it ride for see what happens. They say that the side effects are little to none, you know, uh, just limited to uh, injection point and also, you know, having some uh, systematic uh, symptoms. But that that's kind of normal for a flu vaccine anyway. Yes. Um, but, you know, the, the fact is it's taken such a... Com, com, compared to other vaccines, they've got it done really quickly. Yeah. They're saying that it's fine. I'm sure it is, but, you know... I mean, I uh, always seen... wait until the first update to my iOS comes out before I download it onto my phone. So probably the same approach with the vaccine. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, uh, you know, we'll see. but you know, Andrew, the reason why I came out so quick is because they had the microchips ready to go. So the microchips that the vaccine's going to spread, they have just been sitting there waiting for an opportunity. It took them a long time to engineer this pandemic. You know, that happen. I laugh at these people that think that that's what they're doing. I'm like, do you know what people, they don't need to microchip you. They can track you through Facebook. I made a comment on Facebook and the secret service called me two days later. Come on. I think I heard a great quote from Chris's wife, Jess, the other day, which was anyone who believes in conspiracy theories has never experienced project management because there's <laughs> no way. Like, I'm sorry. I, the, thing, the only thing I trust more than the freedom of the people is the incompetence of the government. There's no way they could organize. Like, I, I I work for Telstra. We can barely get our phones to talk to each other half the time. We're suddenly going to get microchips talking to each other. Nobody cares. The government doesn't care about individuals that are just regular people. Like, who cares? And if they did, again, you've got a phone they can track you through. I mean, go to Britain and walk around London. You don't even need a phone. There's the CCTV camera will just pick you up all over the place. Like, I think it's, you know, it's just impossible to go anywhere in London without someone tracking you the whole time. So, um, and that's gradually creeping into more and more cities worldwide. So, yeah. Yeah. There Mm. you go. But uh, yeah, I think I'm the same as you. Like, they're talking about Park Run opening up again, and and that's great. That's going to be a real sense of community coming together. Um, And, you know, the Trails Plus events, like I've spoken about in the past, where they're held a little bit more remote, a little bit more trail-based, you know, limiting themselves to about a 1,000 people. I feel like that's right. But, you know, until I'm vaccinated, I wouldn't be going to a Run Melbourne or a Melbourne Marathon or a Sydney, you know, Peter Pub or something like that. No, no, no. I'm not. Even even Park Run. I, I probably won't. 
As yeah. much as it, I hate to say I won't be at the first park run, if it opens before I'm back or you know whatever, I, I probably won't. I probably won't be there. Yeah. Um, just because you know, it's not, and it's not that I'm afraid for me. It's just you know, there's so many people out there that are just not caring, and it's just to me. If and, I, and I'm not throwing shade on anybody who wants to go to that first park run. This has nothing to do with you. This is just my opinion, and I don't represent Zach's opinion. This is just me. Well, um, I think I'm run director, so I think I have to. Oh, fair enough. <laughs> I was um, meant to be but, run director for the one that got cancelled. Like the very oh, last, so my out. very first run director was the one where they went, "We're not doing it." I'm like, "Man, that's some feedback." That's some that's some that's some shade. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I'm just like I'm not. I, I think it's irresponsible to do it. And be have it as a possibility that you're going to spread this thing. Yes, we have no cases. Doesn't mean that we can't have cases. It's uh, mm-hmm. yeah, it's eliminated for now. But you know what? It didn't exist until it existed. It came from somewhere, so it's out there somewhere. Yeah. Um, you know. Well, fingers crossed um, that we can sort of get through. I'm heading away this weekend, um, and I'm really interested to see what it's like going into a because we're going to a tourist town to pick some stuff up and bring it back. So we'll literally be in town for like 28 hours or so. Um, yeah. And I'm, but because of that, we're not going to bother taking food. So we're going to be completely reliant on going out and getting food and eating out. And I think it's going to be really, really interesting to see with my own two eyes um, how the town sort of reacts uh, to, to everything. Andy and Maria were up in Bright uh, a couple of weekends ago and they, they didn't seem to say see or say anything that was bad up there, but um, I'll see it with my own two eyes. Yeah. Interesting. Hmm. Well, what else do you want to talk about? Um, there's a few other things that have been happening in the world running-wise. Shall we jump yeah, into those? Let's do it. All right. Well, first of all, and I swear this is not a bit, but I just want to give a shout-out to Canadian Running Magazine, eh? And this is not just another attempt to put Andy Maria into the pot. I only just mentioned to it. But I tell you what, Canadian Running Magazine is the place on the web I am going to for the most interesting news uh, in the world of running right now. So please check it out, runningmagazine.caa. No, sorry, that's .ca and then A, the Canadian, A at the end. But anyway, check it out. Running Magazine from Canada is the way to go. And they've had some great stories this week. Number one, there was an attempt by a gentleman by the name of Killian Jornet um, to break the 24-hour world record um, mm. where he was going to have to run nonstop for 24 hours and run 303 kilometres to build that world record. Um, and so he was doing it in uh, Norway in what yep. was some very cold and icy conditions, and uh, it did not go well. Um, he got 10 hours in and had to stop because of chest pain and dizziness, ended oh, wow. up in the hospital, and none of the other competitors came close to breaking this you know, 24-hour record that's been standing around uh, for, for a long time. Just well, a bad day at the office. <laughs> I guess so. I, I think they turned around. Uh, he, he was flying. He covered in the first 10 hours and 20 minutes. He yeah. ran 135 kilometres. He ran his first 42.2 kilometers, his first marathon, in just over three hours. Um, he was averaging four minutes 38 per kilometer um, for a 24-hour event. I mean, that's just insane. That's insane. I can barely keep that pace up for a 5K. Yeah. I mean, and the conditions were awful. Like, I tuned in at midday um, 
Australian time, which is apparently in the pitch black middle of the night uh, in Norway, because all I could see was a couple of shapes just sort of slipping and sliding around a track in the dark. Um, but somehow even these runners who weren't um, the elite guy trying to break the record, they were still tracking some some really good kilometers. Like the winner did 232 kilometers in 24 hours uh, in slippery conditions, but he was still 70 kilometers off the record. And that record stood for 23 years now. So that's insane. Yeah. So yeah, absolutely. So we've seen a couple of records fall in 2020, but the 24 hour record is not the one. Could you ever think about running for 24 hours? Um, Yeah. And then I thought about something else immediately after. (laughs) Just staying awake (laughs) for 24 hours hurts. Dude, I can't even stay awake for like 12 hours without wanting to take a nap, dude. Like I I didn't do it. (laughs) I think um, I was talking to Mark the other day and he was saying, the, you know, the easiest way to run a marathon is to run it quickly because you spend less time on your legs. Um, and that was a, a lesson that uh, American marathoner C.B. Elbertson took to mind because he broke the world record for the 50 kilometers on the weekend. Brilliant. He ran Holy this 27-year-old yeah, running coach, ran wow. 50 kilometers in two hours, 42 minutes and 30 seconds. That's ridiculous. What? That? Yep. Andrew is scrolling through the article I've sent him now. So your goal to run a marathon in 2.40, this dude ran 50 in just two and a half minutes longer than that. Oh, my God. What's that? What's that per K? Uh, it's fast, first of all. Um, what's that, like 3, 320? Uh, no, less than that. Yeah, no. Yeah. I had I actually had that written down. I forget what it was. Um, I think it's it's a it, well. It looks like it's a five fourteen, five 14 mile. per mile. So what's that in kilometers? I think that's like a three twenty kilometer. It's it's fast. It's really fast. Um, so it it was. What was interesting though is, and this is where running's kind of funny because we spoke about a couple of weeks ago the fact that the you know why isn't the um, you know the record for an hour running the same as the record for the half marathon. It's because one's ran on road and one's ran on track and all that sort of stuff. And there's two five kilometer world records, one on track, one on road. This one was the 50K record was set on a four. So he ran laps. He ran 400 meter laps, which is first the the craziest thing to do. Um, But there was no paces. Um, You know, it was a one-on activity that he did by himself. Um, And so it does feel a little bit... Like, why is that okay? But what Elliot Kipchoge did for the Breaking 2 Marathon isn't okay. Like, what's the difference behind that? It seems very organized. Like, this wasn't a race. This was a set-up event. Yeah. I don't know. That that same is kind of off. Yeah. Um, maybe because... Uh, were the pa- did, uh, Maybe something to do with the pacers? Well, there was no pacers for this 50K guy. So maybe the maybe. fact that Elliot had pacers... Is maybe that's why. Yeah. Um, it, it doesn't say in this article, um, though, whether or not um, CJ had the light tech, so that little light that sits on the oh, yeah. inside of the ring now and guides it. But his marathon time was like two hours 20 or something. So two, uh, 2.18, actually, it was. Uh, three, 3.15 kilometre for that 50k record. 3.15 kilometre. And Kipchoge ran 2.49s, I think, was his thing when he broke two. So True. just incredible. Surely this guy could break two then. If he's running eight kilometers less. Well, he, he ran his marathon in 218. So he has to take 
19 minutes off your bat to break two. That's a lot. I mean, you know, whatever. <laughs> Still a really good effort, CJ. Um, Andrew might not be impressed, but I really was. Ah. And he was sponsored <laughs> by Brooks. Hey, there you go. My running shoe of choice. Exactly. Um, Slight detour then maybe into shoe news. Have you heard what Adidas are doing with shoes now? Um, I have not. No, which is why I've decided to bring it up in this podcast. Um, So so when the Vaporflies came out, obviously everyone was talking about the carbon plates and the super spring that would propel you forward. Um, and, you know, everyone's now come out with some form of carbon plate shoe to go with their super foam. But yeah. Adidas has stopped thinking about the bottom of the shoe and they've started thinking about the upper, the bit of the shoe that goes over your foot. And traditionally, and you would know this as a seamstress, traditionally um, the way you make a shoe is you get some material and you cut it to shape and then you sew it together. Um, Am I a seamstress or a seamster? Well, I think a seamster is the person that unloads trucks for rock gigs. That's a teamster. You're very faint. I can't hear you. I don't know what you're talking about. I think you're a seamstress. <laughs> I think you'd make a lovely seamstress, you know. Thank you. Um, so, um, and traditionally, you know, there's a bad reputation about people making shoes. Lots of people in third world countries stitching these shoes together and, uh, you know, selling, you know, getting paid pennies, but selling them for, for really high prices. Adidas has tried to work out what they think the next version of shoe technology would be. And it's focused on the upper. And what they're doing is, Effectively, they're knitting, they're using robots to knit the uppers of these shoes. So rather than you know printing traditional fabric and cutting it to shape and stitching it together, the robot will actually be programmed to knit this shoe together using bits of thread. The only thing I can equate it to is it's kind of like 3D printing, except 3D yeah. printing prints from the bottom up, whereas this actually knits in 3D space. And the whole idea is that you can have, you know, if you want a shoe that is very supportive on the inside, the robot will knit on the inside really, really tight. And if you want a shoe that, you know, is nice and breathy on the top, the shoe will knit kind of a mesh thing on top. And it's just absolutely amazing. So they, what they do is they effectively cast the bottom of the shoe with the foam and the, the carbon fiber plate and everything. And then they attach it to this canvas that has just been knitted. And at the end of it, you've got a shoe. It's, it's really interesting. Um, and I think Adidas can see a world where rather than having a whole bunch of people sitting in a warehouse somewhere stitching stuff together, you're just going to have big spools of thread and these robots impossibly bringing these shoes together. Yeah. Oh, wow. That's cool. Skynet, bring it on. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You don't want Skynet to uh, to get into your robot stuff because uh, then they start getting legs and everything yeah. and they start getting whole bodies. But it's, it's just astonishing. So I reckon it's a couple of years away, um, maybe three to four years away before it will go from the prototypes they're doing now. Then they'll introduce it to like, you know, the super hyper elite athletes. Um, yeah. So, and, and then eventually, you know, maybe 2023, 2024, it'll be coming into the shoes that we can we can build, buy in our normal stores once they can scale it to meet that demand. Yeah. That's cool. Another $400 shoe that I'm anxious to get. Exactly. Yeah. But, um, but really, so, so check out um, wired.com has a story on that, uh, on the Adidas running shoe. Really, really good to check out. I'll have, I'll have the links to all these things in the show notes, everybody, just so you know. Yeah. Um, and then the final one I wanted to talk about, um, just going back to Canadian running magazine, um, my favorite athlete now, I think my favorite athlete of 2020, Molly Seidel the college athlete who qualified for the U.S. Olympics team on her first ever marathon attempt. Um, It was Thanksgiving. 
uh, over the weekend in America. And yep. she decided to run a 34-minute 10K dressed in a turkey suit. And now she this is turkey serious. I, I'm looking <laughs> at this thing, and that does not look comfortable to run in. No, that's a serious turkey suit. We're talking full headdress. We're talking big flared tail type thing. We're talking full length, no shorts or anything. Um, yeah. And so she has, uh, you know, she is, I think, the world's fastest turkey is uh, the official record that she holds now. Um, okay. And my God, I love everything about Molly Seidel. It's probably a little inappropriate for me to be this into a 26-year-old female athlete, but I just I love mean, everything I she does. I cartoon, you know, so, <laughs> so. I just think everything she does is great. She's just, I like watching, I like reading her interviews. I like seeing her run. She just seems to have a really fun spirit. So, yeah, she has, uh, she has been a highlight for me, everything she's done this year in 2020. She's had a great year. Uh, despite I'm pretty sure uh, Marathon Training Academy's interviewed her too. If you want to have some extra uh, ear food, I'll have to check that out. I think she's great. Well done, Molly. Get at me. Yeah. What did you just say? Get at me. That's what kids say, isn't it? Oh, I thought I don't know. Shout Is that like a kind of good on you kind of thing? Well, I thought it was just like you know, reach out. Let's chat. Uh, I don't think you should say things that kids say no? if you're not 100 percent sure. What, what does it mean to slide into someone's DMs? Is that good? Mm. No. <laughs> okay. What's grinder? I think let's move on. Okay, cool. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> that took a turn. Well, you know, if anyone's listening and they're offended by it, well, you know, at least someone's listening. Exactly. There you <laughs> go. There's no such thing as bad publicity. Yeah. Save me from cancellation, Andrew. You're my only hope. Oh man, I don't even know what to say after that. Um, no, look, I, I think, um, I think it just goes to show you that even with everything, you know, that, that is happening in the world, there's some, you know, weird, wonderful, terrible things happening, but there's also some amazing things happening. Uh, and you know, the, the positivity is still out there. The, the, the accomplishments are still out there. People are still, you know, I was talking about this on, on Melbourne Superman today, actually, we've been thrust into this horrible like 2020 where it's forced us to adapt and it's forced us to look at hope in a completely new way and we're figuring out ways to you know better ourselves because we have to um you know we have to break out of those comfort zones we have to break through that barrier because that's all we can do right now and i think that the big positive about everything that's happened is that we have found a, a whole new motivation to do this stuff it's like if you can do this stuff now and you can motivate yourself now when it gets back to normal it's going to be that much better to do it um and i think that that's i think that that's a, uh, an amazing thing that we've been ex uh, experiencing we've been witnessing you know of course there have been some terrible times but you know molly seidel doing something goofy like this it's just fun you know you can look at it and and she's in america man like that's where the heart of everything bad is happening right but she's She's like, she's having fun and she's putting inspiration to the hearts of those who so desperately need it. And I think that that's an extraordinary thing. Well, good on her for doing that. Good on you for everything you do with Melbourne Superman. Uh, and yeah, to all of our listeners, we hope you get a little bit of positivity from this. And I mean, I can't agree more with what you said, Andrew. It's going to be a cakewalk training for that next marathon, that next half marathon, that next Spartan once we know that we've gotten past this year and we can do it safely and with friends again. So yeah, bring it on. Absolutely, man. Let's do it. Well, do we have any, anything else that we want to cover? That's all I had. 
All right. Well, that was good then. I think I think that that was a good episode back after a couple weeks. You know, we 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 experienced some highs, some lows, and some hopefully lights at the end of the tunnel. Yeah. So look, uh, everybody, thank you so much for listening to the Breaking the Barrier podcast where Zach and I hope to inspire you to go above and beyond what you ever thought possible. I'm Andrew. I'm Zach. Remember to leave your likes and reviews wherever good podcasts are sold. Indeed. And we will catch you next time.